Starburst Radio is sponsored by Arrow Films. Check out the latest releases on arrow.co.uk. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are, we are the editors of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. And we're sorry we're a little late starting today. There were one or two tech issues. You will be not crazy surprised to hear that. It wasn't that bad. I know, was, I know. We're 30 seconds late. I know, I know. We've already had an email, though. Yeah. They, they think this qualifies as the earliest email on the radio show since we've ever started doing the radio show. We've never had one 15 minutes before the show starts. Yeah, but I'm, I'm aware of this person, Mr. Mr. Curd. Are you aware? I always oh, met Mr. Curd. Yes. Met him at London, didn't I? We did. Nice guy. He knows his stuff. And he said he, what, he was watching the Avengers. The, he was. The, uh, not the, the Marvel ones, yeah, the, the other ones. The, the Steed one, yeah. So, yes. He's, I'll read this out first, and then we'll go through what we're doing with the show. Matthew Kurt says, he's got a theory. Since Disney's bought the Marvel and Star Wars franchises, he feels that at some point there'd be a crossover. If Star Wars was set a long time ago, Disney may somehow involve a relation to Inhumans into the Star Wars universe, which could create the Marvel universe. Maybe Spider-Man's Spider-Sense could be a strain of the Force. All the new Inhuman powers could be Force variations. And there could be a direct interaction, possibly, with the two, but not necessarily, and it may be done sometime in the future. Marvel do print the Star Wars comics, so couldn't they incorporate the two universes into one? I don't think there'd ever be a Darth Vader slash Avengers crossover, but there could be a character that can live for tens of thousands of years appearing in both universes. What does everyone think of this theory? Uh, it sounded crazy at first, but it's actually, you know, as he, as he rationalised it, it was quite interesting. See, I, yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they'd be too scared of the backlash, yeah. even if they came up with a really, really credible way of doing it. And you, he's right there with saying you're never going to get, you know, Doctor Doom versus Darth Vader or something like that mashup. But you, you would have done com- in the seventies. Comic books do it a lot, but comic books are doing it a lot now. I mean, you, there's been every type of possible crossover. I t- tell you what, I was reading the other month, sixties um, Batman uh, and the Man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, 
and they they're all in it in a mashup fighting for Russian super Vulcans. Well, there's cream know. for that. Yeah, no. Oh dear. That's why they could never use that, could they, in the no. remake movie? No. with Cavell, they'd have just they? gags like that. Mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. What does everybody else think? Yeah, does, let should us know. Disney cross them over? Should they cross the streams? I, I did as an April Fool's gag once, and, and most people got it straight away, but some people were really uh, quite outraged when I said that Marvel, with, um, uh, that um, there was going to be crossovers between Marvel Universe and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and that they planned a series of crossovers and I did the whole thing it was all done straight and everyone and I was actually getting emails off people going you kidding me you're joking yeah. and on God, Twitter they, they never leave it alone no they just can't leave it alone can they and all that sort of stuff so yeah what what an interesting time we've been having this last few weeks it feels like I have not stopped even for a minute's piece it's been non-stop really. no it's been crazy um, I'm absolutely knackered as I said, I got back. You know, we got back from Russia. We got the, the magazine has, has gone off. Then I had to catch up on all the stuff we had to do. We had the shows to do and lots of other, other stuff. And there we go. I got straight away. Got stuck into fixing at long last. The uh, there's been a problem with the feed going to iTunes with um, with Starburst Radio in that it's sometimes not been very reliable and and sometimes it's not been giving us the the feedback on the figures and the the stuff that we need so we've redone that and we've reorganized some stuff and it actually started doing this last week it's just about finished now it's all fixed it's all done as i said to anybody last week if you've been having any problems i'll be honest the best thing everybody everybody can do um if they've not done it for ages it's been they've been subscribed a while it's literally unsubscribe delete it delete it all from your machines your itunes then go on uh, go on to itunes resubscribe and also as a favor to us because the stream will be a nice new one just download as many episodes as you can even if you're not going to listen to them if, yeah. if you're on a broadband that doesn't punish you for doing that that would and, be and a rating and a review would be lovely as well that would be amazing if one of you could just go on there and give us a rating that you feel appropriate five mm. Well, I, I don't say what I, I want. I just say that just I hint. don't like... I don't like ones. Uh, twos are no good. Number two, you Three, just divide. Yeah, I do. I try. I mean, I'm just not regular at all. <laughs> the third... The thir- the threes I'm not a big fan of and definitely don't like four. So that narrows it down a little bit. Yeah. So anyway. Make you happy. Yeah, please. Please. So... That's that done. You will also notice if you've been listening to it on the website, we don't have a player on the website now because it was a load of of crap. The player, the player was rubbish. It was. I was getting people complaining, saying you could only literally pause it. You couldn't fast forward. If you missed five minutes or something disturbed you, you couldn't even flip back. You had to go back to the beginning. <laughs> There's always something disturbing on our shows. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. So if the, one of those moments we had, did he really say that? You couldn't yeah. even flip back. So. We've gone totally over to iTunes now, so you can listen to it on iTunes. And as you know, you can scrub backwards and forwards, pause to your heart's content. It's all fine. And and, and, and leave reviews. And leave reviews, by all means. But that's, that's that. Uh, also, um, yeah, Blue Box did a bit of rebranding while I was fixing their feed, the Blue Box podcast. Yeah, so they're going to have shiny the, new the, same uh, sort of logo. A, the same sort of boost. Yep. So, as you say, if you've been listening to either of those Starburst podcasts, then it's a good idea to unsubscribe, 
resubscribe and download some new stuff to help us out. And the buttworm's going to get a, a rejig soon as well. It, it? becomes something else. I'm mm. not going to give away the title, although well, he has given away the he has given the title away. He gave it on the last show. Yeah, well, and also if you read the magazine, which the new issue's out tomorrow, uh, you'll know the title anyway. Do you know what? I didn't bring it down with me. I was going to do that, but you know, we we should be up here with what we've got in that. I know what's in it. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, I just you know, it's anyway. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah, and I've got to say, two amazing covers. Number one, the the collector's cover is great. It's got the Bren, the bad guy from the from the new film, and Bill Murray on the yeah. front. Really good picture. Oogly boogly. Yeah, doesn't look like him. Well, it's not it's not our fault. We only draw what he looks like, don't we? Yeah. Did you see him in the? Is in actually? There's a picture of him across the spread. You know, in yeah, the, yeah, in the Mac. That, yeah. yeah, that's, that's seen, basically where that's from. That. Have you seen the new uh, TV spot? Um, Japanese one? No, no, it's. it's well, I saw a Japanese one. It's an American one. Had some extra bits in the Japanese yeah. trailer, and this, do you know what's best about that? Go. On. Do you know it ends? It's on for about one, one and a half minutes, and then at the end, this crazy. It doesn't even sound like a Japanese guy. It sounds like a guy pretending to be Japanese who just goes Ghostbusters. <laughs> you watch it. It does. I might get that bit in here. Yep. Ghostbusters. There you go. There you go on there. But it's actually got um, Stay Puffed in it, in the, the, the little TV spot. Big, big... So he's in this film? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. As well as Slimer. Slimer's oh, right. in it as well. So what's the name of the, this... Um, oh, this big bad, the, the, the guy that's behind it all? Because basically he's a Oogly massive Boogly. animated version. Yeah, Oogly Boogly. He's a massive animated version of the the ghost that's in the, the uh, logo. Yeah. Isn't he? That's what he's supposed to be. Although it didn't have a... What's it, a bow tie on? Oh, no, no, but they've added that to it. I don't don't know what the creature is supposed to be. Well, we've not seen the film yet. I know, that's what I mean. We've got a way to go. But if you want to get ready for Ghostbusters and whether or not you're looking forward to it or not, we we celebrate all of it. The history of it and, you know, all different... uh, Types of uh, they've got the TV shows, the uh, the cartoons, the the games, the mm. the toys. Certainly do, certainly do. It's very, it's, very, it's really, yeah. Can't, I can't Ex- exhaust it enough. But but the cover on the newsstand has uh, got a lovely foil yes. red on the get, like, get the it under a light logo. and give it watch it shine. Yeah, it's very nice. But it, we also cover the new Star Trek film. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and our new section. Now we uh, we we promised years and years ago. I was in fact it was on this show, and yeah. Shauna was on giving me grief, going, "Oh, the Doctor Who, they've got their own section. They've got the blue box section. What about us?" And I said, "I've already got it planned." When I took over this magazine, I said, "With Star Trek not being on TV, we can't really give it a section because a movie coming out every three years don't warrant it. We'll cover the movie clearly." And then. I said, when it gets back on TV, ongoing, then I will do it. And it will be called the saucer section because of the saucer section on the Enterprise. And it is the saucer section and it is in this month's. Yeah, and it will be in every month. Mm. And it's Ian Robertson, isn't it? It is Ian Robertson. And he's he's he handling the news your, and things like that. He so. will be your, your Starfleet captain yes. to take you through the universe of Star Trek. And we've got that was so cheesy. That we've got lots of, uh, that lots was of great things that. planned for that section. What? Like in the what? Go on. What? Well, I can't what tell you because it's top secret. Yeah, SFX will nip in and they will do actually. It. That's what I mean. You know, imagine how frustrating it is for us. We want to talk about some stuff, but you can't mention it because you're actually going to commercially damage yourself because some of the 
little shite somewhere we'll we'll take the idea and publish it in another magazine yeah and we're being transcribed as it is so. it is from our our friend Balland and and his uh, transcribers his uh, army of, of of Rottweiler solicitors unless the no win no fees run out they might well have done what do you reckon Camsey Mr Cameron K. McEwen, do you reckon he's not being represented anymore? Yeah. Or they just realised he's a little shit and they've got rid of him? Never know, do you? Yeah, but apparently worse. We haven't done worse, Camsey, for a bit. I'll catch up with him next week for you. It's been a bit quiet, hasn't it? He has, well. Maybe he's blocked you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you never know, do you? Bloody hell. Dear, the world is so unfair, isn't it? He's alive and they, all those nice people get gummed down. Amazing, isn't it? Yep. Never mind. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, though. Except what, being it. him? No, no, being him, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Literally. Anyway, let's let's change the subject. Yes, it's bad. Yes. Right. So go and buy the new magazine tomorrow. I said it's uh, it's been a long, long road getting to where we are now. And the mag, the, we've had a lot of problems. To say we've had ups and downs and and things. It's always problems to conquer. Really, not we ever get down about anything and think, oh no, we can't fix this, fix that. Yeah, we're go to guys. Yeah, you know, we we I like to think over the years we've we've managed to keep going and get over stuff, but now the mag is at this crucial stage and we've gone and decided this year we're going to try our best to try and make the mag really really shine and really get up to that next level. Hence Starburst International Film Festival, hence brand new website in about 4 weeks time which you're going to love all the rest of the stuff but it has been, it's been hard work it's been hard graft and everybody's a bit knackered at Starburst HQ old Moonbase Alpha is a, a the faces are looking a little bit gaunt at the moment yeah we're but, wasting away I know it's one of them <laughs> isn't it well it's it's tiring isn't it it is but you know we do it because we love it yeah I know I know that I just I'm just Excited! I want to see what happens this year. And it's onwards and upwards. That's yeah. the expression. So, if you want to um, email in this week's show, we're going to go for a quick break now and then crack on. Um, the it's studio at Starburst. Uh, no, it's, no not. it's not at all. No, it's not. No. It's studio at fabradiointernational.com. Yeah. Thank you. Don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I did at least I preface that by saying we're a bit knackered. Yeah, so, well, yeah. so there we go. So, or if you want to tweet in, it's Starburst underscore Mac. Indeed, it is, and we'll uh, we'll be back with lots of stuff. We're going to talk about a big event that's taking place on uh, Saturday. There's mm. an even bigger event taking place next week that we're going to talk about at the very end. We've got um, lots of stuff with TV, and I did promise that I was going to talk about DC Comics and their massive shitbag shuffle. In fact, that might as well be what that DC Rebirth might as well be called, that DC Shitbag Shuffle. We should have called the feature that. There's a feature in this issue about this very thing. Should have called it that. Yeah. Should have called it that. And uh, next week, yeah, we've got got to answer a question, though, haven't we? Do you remember? Mm. Yeah, we got asked. We totally evaded it. Last week. Do you remember what question it was? It was about Donnie Darko, wasn't it? Yeah, Director's Cut or the original. Yeah. We will answer that one after this little break. Meet Mr. Jonathan. He's bad. He's mean. He's a loving machine. Let him give you a black shampoo. His clientele all kiss and tell. You tell Mr. Jonathan if he won't do me, 
Nobody will. He isn't above a labor of love. Does Mr. Jonathan make house calls? He's got the touch they love so much. Hello, ladies. Artie taking good care of all of you? Artie just didn't have the equipment you have. He's mad. He's mean. He's a killing machine. Black Shampoo. A Graydon Clark production starring John Daniels and Tanya Boyd. From Dimension Pictures, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment. We have been going longer than Empire or Total Film. Just saying. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. My hero, so kind of you to finally show up. Are you listening? This is Clarion aboard the Liberator with a message for President Servalan for the entire Federation. We've been quiet for a while. I bet you thought we'd gone away. I possess the plans for PDX-10, the Armageddon Storm. We were just biding our time, plotting, waiting for an opportunity. And I have the resources to construct the weapon. Now we're back in business. My first target will be Earth. The Federation won't know what's hit it. This is your only warning. The last time I was on a planet that had the Armageddon Storm pointed at him, it nearly killed me! Evasive maneuvers. Are you all right, Ava? We need to get to the Liberator. Well, you start walking and I'll catch you up. You want to tell us to take cover, Avon, or shall I? Don't leave me down here! Some rescue this is! I think I've just run out of time. Avon! Blake 7, The Liberator Chronicles, Volume 12. Ha! Ah, that got your attention. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make Empire and Total Film look like rubbish. Across the world, 24 hours a day. Boom, we're back. Cool. How's everybody? You're listening to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. I had to think then. I did, I saw it, passed your mind. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm still on the old painkillers. Going to a dentist tomorrow. Last one, last last one tomorrow. Be done forever. Say forever's a long time, isn't it, when it comes to matters of health, doesn't it? It You never say never, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's just been really unlucky with that, that's all. Anyway, oh, where were we now? Yeah, Donnie Darko, director's cut or original? Martin, you go first. Original. Reasons? It's better. Right. <laughs> I actually stopped watching the director's cut um, partway through watching it, and I couldn't stand watching it. Mm. I didn't like it. I don't know why anybody listen to that guy the guy is what's his name um oh. Stephen. yeah oh. whatever his name is anyway the the, the director of donnie darko yeah. he's he's basically 
everyone said, oh, genius, absolute genius, amazing, amazing bloke, yeah. oh, you know. Then One trick pony. Then he did that film and it turned out afterwards that the studio interfered quite a bit with it. So Donnie Darko then gets released but in a form that he's not happy with. And mm. there's lots of songs on it that he didn't approve going on, and it's all recut. And there was that genius bit where I've never seen anything better in a film, uh, introducing every major character in the entire film in one complete um, camera sequence in the playground with, to one piece of music, Head Over Heels. And Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly, that's it. R. Kelly. I, I remembered. <laughs> no, Richard Kelly. I don't know why I said Stephen. Um, the Richard Kelly basically did that film and it was polished and edited above the material that he'd actually, you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's basically, they, they, I'm not saying they were turd polishing. Of course not. Oh, because that's, say that. It's harsh because the, the footage is there and it was filmed and it was the film was there. Um, but let's just say there was a lot of extra work done by other people to get it into the commercially uh, acceptable form that you saw it in and the artistic form as well. They, yeah. it, they, what they did, their improvements, made the film extremely good and play really well, especially the stuff they left out. Now, I've heard that uh, the rest of it, basically there is no ambiguity everything's all completely yeah. out there you see everything well the whole point of donnie darko is you didn't quite get all the answers no that sure. was the point now the bit that also why i believe that that's the case and you can see where he he lets himself down is do you remember the box mm. the box is yeah. one of my favorite um, stories and it was it's a story about you someone pays you a visit a stranger there's a box and there's a button on it yeah. and you are put in a situation if you press that button you get one million dollars but somebody unrelated to you that you don't know dies yeah. so you have to press that and some random stranger dies and the book I won't ruin it for anyone who's not read it but it's very 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 cool it's an amazing book They he went and did it and then he goes and starts to explain exactly what's going on again and the first two-thirds of it the first half of it absolutely brilliant really enjoying it and then all of a sudden we go to wankland like you did with the uh, with the other where he's suddenly explaining that it's actually aliens living on the moon that are doing it all they created the box and it's an experiment and and all of a sudden you go well why why did you do that why did you do that richard why 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 yeah. did you do that the story was great you can tell a story without explaining who is behind it. You can have an ambiguous bad guy. You can have, you know, where's the mystique? Where's the mysterious elements of this that you should be leaving alone? He doesn't have a clue. He doesn't understand less is more. No. Oh, what's the other one that he did that was an incredibly long film? An incredibly Southland long film. Tales. Southland yeah, Tales. Yeah. That was nearly three hours long, was it? Yeah. And I sat there, and some people say it's good, and everybody, you know, and it's notable for a very um, weird, surreal bit of singing uh, by uh, Justin Trousersnake at one point. And <laughs> it, it, it is a, it's an odd film, I'll give it that. But, yeah, it's, you again... Be, you can't be odd just for the sake of it. That's... Well, it is odd for the sake of it, and it's pumped up with its own importance, and the bloody thing just goes on and on and on. And on and on and on and on and on and every bloody time you think it's about to come to an end, something else happens, and that's my problem with this guy. I haven't kept up to date with what he's been doing lately because, yeah, quite I frankly, I don't think I could sit through another one. Probably but, on the street, 
begging Believe for change. me, I don't want to say it because it's it's harsh, but I do believe that he is he was a one trick pony. He had one good movie in him, and that movie was incredibly polished by other people to the point where it became the classic that it is. Now, another person, if you want me to throw another person in the mix, incredibly similar, Martin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know who I'm talking about? Incredibly similar set of circumstances as well. Uh, Are we talking about the uh, the guy who did Fantastic Four? Yeah, Josh Trank. They uh, They saw some bits and bobs he'd been doing, thought, wow, let's let this guy... Let's let this guy loose. He's got talent, exactly the same. They give him the film. The uh, the 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 first film that he did was um, what's it? Uh, oh, Chronicle. Chronicle. And Chronicle, it turns out, what what a great film Chronicle was. And I don't like found footage, but Chronicle was a great film. Then they find out. Oh, you hear all the stories about how weird he was and that he was hard work on that, and that basically the editor and his writer were the ones that pretty much finished the film off. And then you go, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden you hear all the stories about him and his man boobs and him trashing hotel rooms <laughs> and then exactly the same, getting getting high and wasted all the time. And, and then what happens? Matthew Vaughan has to come in and finish, the, finish the, um, the Fantastic Four off for him. So you do get these people sometimes that by a fluke and by being surrounded by other people, that are less inclined to take the high, the, the take the shine of the the spotlight. Yeah, that somebody can appear to be a lot more talented than they are, and on that one, I'll leave it at that, and I'll leave it up to anybody else if they've got an opinion. If you've seen Donnie Darko and the director's cut, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they they maybe it, that's it, just my opinion. It didn't add anything to it apart from an extra running time. No, so so there you go. That was the answer to that that question but anyone else has got any other opinions on it feel free we've got 10 minutes before the news or just go through some uh, emails and then try and crack on with someone else Kaz is saying hi Mike hello Kaz I hope you're alright where do you live Kaz anyway are you, fr- are you actually from Manchester you're, you're always around it's always good very reassuring that we can rely on you um, the ghost of Jimmy Savile says now then now then do you remember when I went to the cinema and my sticky web Fluid made that little boy's popcorn turn from sweet to salty. Yes, unfortunately, we do remember reading that one out. Well, a similar incident happened uh, when I went to see Warcraft the other night. God, you're the person who's been to see that, are you? Um, A little boy I befriended asked me about something called World of Warcraft and whether I was into roleplay. I said I wasn't. If he wanted, we could do a bit of roleplay ourselves. We pretended it was the 1970s again, and he roleplayed as a little girl while I played the part of a famous former British broadcaster slash liberal MP. Suffice to say, I'm bumming around to the idea of this role-playing malarkey. Sorry, did I say bumming? I meant coming. Not that much better. Must have been a Freudian slip. Jimmy Jangle, the ghost of Jimmy Savile. Jesus Christ, I believe this is... Uh, this, uh, this I can't believe sent in every, read it out. Every week. Yeah. Every week, I know. It's, was it, it, was it a Clement it? Freudian slip? A Clement... Oh, God, he's in trouble and all, isn't he? Well, he's dead, but... He's, uh, well, and you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, his reputation... I think that's, that's who he's referring yeah. to. Keith is saying, I've been watching something which tries too hard to be cool, to be cult, to be weird, to be outrageous, yet succeeds in being wank, and that's the offering, which is the preacher. Now, that leads me into Ooh. that, because we are going to have a little chat about that in about uh, 10 minutes. Yeah, we'll have a chat, news, yeah. see what everybody else thinks. Email in about the preacher. What? 
did you think about the preacher? If I get enough emails, I might do it after the news and then when we've had a time for a few more emails, but I have my opinion on it. I've watched it. I've read the comic books. I've watched the show and yeah. I've got my opinion. David Lloyd is... Uh, Hello, sir. He's here and he says, following on from previous shows, I'm actually looking forward to the new Independence Day film. I was asking this the other week and I don't know anybody I know and this is from a guy who's put it on the cover of a magazine that was on sale all around the world. And I I can't say I was... Ugh, I say I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I don't feel this massive zeitgeist where everybody I know is talking about it and can't wait for it to come out. It's Maybe maybe I'm wrong. The first remains a, a great favourite, David says, despite the plethora of daftness in it. It's easy to forget how jaw-dropping and epic the effects were when it came out, and it still stands up well. Rewatched it recently with my 13-year-old son, who'd never seen it before. He loved it too. He's now looking forward to the sequel as much as I am. Oh, that's good. So there's two of us excited to see it, even if no one else is. Well, that's it. Is no one else? I don't know. I do love the first film. I thought it was a good it was a good alien invasion movie and yeah. it, it brought it brought it up to date it was fun he's right miserable sod isn't he what do you want it, it, you had an invasion your yeah. special effects this remember when it was this oh, wasn't gotcha, yeah. two years ago yeah, the special yeah, yeah. effects in it were absolutely mind-blowing and models as yeah, well yeah, not yeah. loads of cgi i'm just a, saying a good mix yeah yeah you know i also wanted to mention mr robot ahead of the new season the first season was engrossing from the start and beautifully shot like a cold and distant 70s sci-fi yep it certainly was even well, even the the typefaces used on the credits yep. and stuff i added to that uh, it's lots of weird angles and disjointed compositions however as entertaining as it was i was very disappointed that it turned out to be spoiler alert Fight Club with Hackers, end of spoiler alert. So yep. we'll be interested to see how they get themselves out of that next season. Well, I don't think it's spoiler alert now. I think everyone's seen that now. Um, if you haven't, uh, well, it's tough. I'm going to talk about it, it anyway. You can see it coming a mile off, but they give you a bit of misdirection towards the end. I never wavered from thinking that was the case. Mm-hmm. And the one that, even though I'd been going on about it to you for ages, some yeah, people yeah. had, had un, uh, unfooted me a little bit with it by saying, "Well, there's certain bits where they are both both in it, though." And how do you get around that? And then I remember in the one scene where they were both in the amusement arcade, and I watched it really carefully, mm. and I said to you, "No, I'm still right on this because everybody in the room, whoever is the person talking." And, and doing whatever you've got to look at who's paying attention to him and I guarantee when they were both in the same room they did do it right from start yeah, to finish yeah. you never had them pay people in the room paying attention to both of them no even though they were both there a lot of people got thrown off by going no they were both in that scene together with whoever you yeah, know yeah. no they weren't they were never it, they were never engaging with the people around them the, the one that's supposed to be you know the imagination um, I don't know. Some people will find find, find it clever. The problem is, I hate to say it, it's been done again, as well. I'm not going to say what in, but it was it's been done again with another imaginary character in another TV show. But I'm not going to ruin that because that is a spoiler. But <laughs> it, but I'm saying I I do hope they've run this gag dry. This this yeah reveal dry. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a trick and a pony that's worn out now. Yeah, Denji's being rude. Good evening, Mike and Martin. Last week, Martin correctly identified the house in Nightmare Park as the superior film to carry on screaming. So, not not to leave you out, Mike. Here's one for you: Star Crash or the Humanoid? 
Ooh. Right. That's easy. For personal reasons, the humanoid. Because at the time, I just went to that with a double bill with... Um, I'm trying to remember what the double bill was now. I think it was something with... with um, it could have been the Vikings or something. I can't remember. With... Uh, with um, who was it now? Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, Lee Majors. Lee Majors was in it. Was it Killer Fish or something? I can't remember. It was something with Lee Majors in with it. Oh, I saw it. Now, the humanoid, I actually did enjoy it, and it's ridiculously rubbish. And, oh, gotcha. and it's, yeah. it's it's crazy, but it's so rubbish and it's so out there that you, you literally can't help but be amused by it. Like, the entire film, everybody's called crazy names like, you know, Zargon and Carpin and, and, you know, Colonel Trang and whatever, you know. Everybody's got all these names, right? Then... The, the woman who's like the princess that they've got to rescue, they, um, she comes on to, to screen like she's running, they've got her on camera, and then they go, there she is. There, what's her name now? Oh, there's, there's, Bar- oh, what is her name? But something like Barbara, Barbara Jackson or something. Yeah. Like everybody else in the entire film, except for the, yeah. the, um, the, the, the main thing. I watched it with Chris. We watched it at my place because I got it on... Uh, I actually got a Blu-ray of it. Oh, right. And we hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it since back then. I hadn't see, caught up with it. And we were there. And then all of a sudden... Barbara Gibson. That was her name. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in this film where everyone's cr- got crazy, stupid sci-fi names, right? And then she's just running. And they go, oh, look, there's Barbara Gibson. Yeah. And both of us at the same time just looked at each other and burst out laughing because it was so weird. Yeah, it's got Richard Keel in it as well. Yeah, it's a crap. Oh, it's a crap. It's it's rubbish. And the dog, it, you want to destroy it on sight. The robot dog in it, but all these things had them. Yeah, didn't they? They all had their version of R two R two D two. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I that's the one I'd choose anyway. Well, Star Crash is great, and it features uh, Caroline Munro, who's, oh, yeah. who's appearing at our festival. Indeed, in August. Just, well, just, yeah. Just okay. Show on that in. Oh, it's to each his own, isn't it? I mean, these films now, you you have to watch them with a sort of affection because of the time they were made and part of your childhood. Yeah, some of them are still hard going. Yeah, we do elevate them above what they actually are. You Mm. know, that's, that's, um, you know. Yes. Uh, Paul is saying, good evening, Mike. That was a tad harsh, wanting someone dead. Don't you think it's totally wrong to express that on the radio? No, I genuinely do want want Cameron K. McEwen to go and smash his head into the nearest wall that he can. Really hate the guy. Don't like him. I shouldn't really be saying it on radio, but well, never mind. I know, uh, you know, personal it's one opinion. Of them. It is a personal opinion. The guy's a complete and utter wanker. He makes everybody else miserable, and really, no time for him. I f- actually think the planet Earth is better off without him on it. You know, probably thinks the same about me. Don't really care. The guy's a an unpleasant individual. There we go. Fair enough. Oh, God, he's really hijacked some airtime tonight, hasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, Paul, you know, you know, I get where you're coming from, Paul. You know, it's nice to be the nice guy and walk the moral path, but, you know, this guy's such a dick. It's untrue, and some of the stuff that he's done to us, we we just hate the guy. There you go. And and then he upset no, you, you. You just know. hate the guy. Oh, do you not? Do you I'm, not I'm, I'm indifferent. Oh, dear. Oh, I'll introduce you to him. I'm sure you'll hate him within I've, two I've, minutes. I've had a drink near him. They're near him? How did he it, let you near him anyway? He, uh, he, would, he didn't know I was there. Oh dear. Well, we're gonna. You know, we're gonna have to nip off and get a bit of news now. Mm. So uh, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. And uh, yeah, you know, he's. Uh, you never know. He might be listening. He certainly his lawyers will be. You may think 
You are normal. But you are all the product of mutations. Your ancestors, our ancestors, were freaks. The Mutations. A journey into the world of monsters and madmen. He's one of us. We accept you. He's one of us. Yes. Our brother. Sarah! Our loving father. Enter a world of freaks. Get back! Stay away from this! The Mutations. From Columbia Pictures, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. The Mutations. Once created, they can never be stopped. Starburst Radio. Winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Award 2015. Starburst Magazine Issue 426. Available from a newsagent near you or download to your tablet today. the world 24 hours a day this is family international and welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International and I was just talking about to tell you Martin yeah, yeah the, cool. this this I was driving back from town and it was I didn't I forgot it was park life yeah and can I just say, if you're in Manchester, yeah, if you're in Manchester this last week, I've got in. Um, I t- I'll tell you what it is. I've, it's just you, Manchester has these points of the year where it's really difficult for me because we've got that leisure side of the company. So I've got I own bars, and they take a massive hit when things are really sunny or really busy or these are big things. So oh no, I got the perfect storm. All the students are away and it all and park life and you is going to empty all the bars and everything. So I want that chuff, but um, getting in and out of it is uh, yeah, getting in and out of Manchester was nearly impossible on Saturday. And can I say things have even got worse now? We've got this Stone Roses gig mm. on for what four nights, and it is like Nosley friggin' safari park in Manchester. You I've never know, seen so many bucket hats. Yeah, they there's just wild, horrible, drunken wildlings. guys. They are know. wildlings. Yeah, I know. But but yeah, coming back out of out of Manchester, I drove back and then I got onto the motorway. It was two bloody hours getting literally right back, so back down to Stockport and then I just had this um this flash drive that had all this stuff on it. We played it in stereo and I was on in that car that that, that you you won't you won't set foot in my car. I can, I can get a foot in, but <laughs> he did get his foot in. Yeah, it's a Lotus Exigen. There's a there's a it's a sport and it's a weird. It looks like a spaceship. It looks like the nearest thing you can get to a Batmobile. Yeah, and the you, there's a ledge and you just can't. It's that's so hard to get in it. And the first time I got it, I was showing off. There were these girls at the um, at the petrol station and they were all smiling and waving and that. And it was dead cool. I thought, oh, this is good, isn't it? You know. <laughs> so then I got out of the car. And you've seen how you get out of it. I mm. had to get out on the force, yeah. So I fell out of the car, got my ankle trapped round the uh, the seatbelt, seat <laughs> and then ended up on the floor, just scrambling, get away. And then they're just laughing at me. Then yeah. so that's that moment gone. But yeah, yeah when I was go- I got back, um, I started to. I had this this thing that I was going to go through. I was just checking over for music. It was only so I could check for stuff to go on the show and all that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, and I forgot I had it on. And then I just flicked to another disc, and it was that. Um, and it's just another batch of MP3s. And then Airwolf came on mm-hmm. just as I was 
flooring it in turbo full on down down the motorway yeah and i know it's not specifically it's it's about flying a helicopter blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. but oh god was I thought, exhilarated I I was, yeah i felt i felt like wow i felt so like, like i was in ground wolf you felt like um, you know Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, it's such a cool theme tune when you're really driving really fast. I just thought I'd throw it out there. All maybe right. the, maybe I should do a compilation of, of awesome sort of iconic theme tunes for driving like a lunatic. Well, maybe yeah. you should be in the next Top Gear. Oh, God, don't bring Top Gear up. We'll have a massive row. Everyone's arguing about it, even though Is they've it, not no one... given it. They've not even given it a couple of weeks to find its feet yet. And everyone's people moaned. not stopped watching it yet, I know. What are you going on about? Don't start a load of controversy on here over Top Gear. That's not our bag. I we know, can't. I know. We can't touch Top Gear. It, it's, it's not us. It's not cult enough. It's not us. Although I, I'll spend ten minutes talking about where to get the best kebab or Indian food in Manchester. Pe- By the way, Indian food. Yeah. Um, definitely. That that one that I pointed out to you on uh, Oxford Road. Oh yeah, yeah. That one. I'm trying to remember the name now. Well, we don't don't give plugs. If I remember it, I will. It's worth a plug. Yeah, well, seriously. Not unless plug. they're going to give you freebies. Anyway, what what can I say? Go on. Twitter's been active. Twitter's yeah, we've Go had on. a few Twitters. What's um, happening? Well, first of all, Scott Varnum, one of our wonderful writers, mm. um, addressing what? the the Marvel Star Wars crossover. Yeah, he said, "Lord no, Lord no." Yes, hell he, no, hell no. Uh, he says he likes what Disney are doing with the new trilogy, but that would be a bridge too far. That's a war film. Uh, demonic. Now that is bizarre, and you'll find out why that's bizarre later. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, demonic, one of our wonderful readers, listeners, uh, just says, "Biddy, biddy, biddy." What's up, Buck? Uh, some sci-fi robots say the weirdest of things. Yeah, what, what, what? Um, yeah, they do, don't they? Because we, we mentioned the little dog thing, didn't we? So go on, give me, give me pop culture. Thing about it, you know this. Who did the uh, who did the voice for Tweaky on Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century? It was. Go on. Oh. You must know this one. They're all screaming. Everybody's listening to this show, and they're going, "Martin, come on!" It was. You know. I it. know the person who played the the little character was Felix, somebody or other. Yeah, the uh, voice. Yeah, come on. The voice was was, was as your mind drawner. It was. Oh, that Mel Blanc. Ah, ah yeah, yeah. I knew it was, that was too. That was too big a clue. That wasn't it, it? no, but that I was, knew it. I knew it was a voice from the cartoons. Yeah. And, oh, it was, it was him. It was him. The yeah. fact I, I couldn't believe it because you, know, you got him one of his last gigs. You know, in his in his later years, he, he was doing Tweaker. Yeah, yeah. God, that well, sounded <laughs> bad, didn't it? <laughs> and Mel Blanc's doing Tweaker. And to, to carry on that sort of a theme, yeah, our wonderful uh, reader, stroke listener, Tariq Latif. Who we're looking forward to meeting at the film yeah, festival I in saw August. Yeah, on on Twitter often. Yeah, that it, was he was smacking. Is referring to to that thing and the earlier email from the ghost of uh, Mr. Oh, Savile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Savile, my merch turned up today. You'd be surprised. Oh man, alive. or maybe not. Who how how is little Savile that? stuff is actually out there to buy. Right. Okay. I I'm just going to say this. I I get it. And 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 can I just say that. I'm probably on some watch list because of Tariq now because when I saw and myself, that, yeah. when I saw that, I then obviously started searching for this stuff on eBay, and I bet I'm sure there'll be some file somewhere where they, anybody searches for this, you keep yeah, the, yeah. keep the details. No, he, he's but actually there is a guy 
somewhere or a company or whatever and they're making up-to-date, brand new, not not like old stuff like Jim will fix it, annuals, Jim will fix it, the actual badge. I've seen some of them on sale for crazy prices. Yeah, I yeah. mean, my God, it's it's. But but I'll just say that there's a, a, a book from from that period as yeah. well called Stranger Danger back with Jimmy Savile. Oh my God, I bet that's worth a fortune mm. now. God, God, is that the most ironic thing in human history? That yeah. book mm. and the the thing that gets me is yeah, the it, with him somebody is now this isn't old stuff there is a t-shirt you can get a t-shirt that's full colors the the proper colors jim will fix it the proper font the whole lot and it just says dad will fix it and you're supposed to get it for father's day and i'm like and as i said on on twitter if we were literally in an observation platform watching the end of the universe billions of years from now still if you put if you put that on someone would go oh it's too soon Mm. I mean, it's just, who's making that? It's not that Tariq's buying it, because it's a laugh, isn't it? It's just, who's making that? Who, Who thinks it's a good decided? idea? And what, what gets me right, this is the thing. My mate Steve Berry did the book um, on toys, yeah? Yeah. The TV Cream Toys book, which if you've not got it, you should look on Amazon, and I can get you a copy of it cheap if you want. I'm just saying, because he's one of my best mates. And he's a great, his books are great. He's very good at, he's into the nostalgia, he's into everything. It's very much um, what we do, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, have you got a copy of it? I yeah? haven't, not no. Really. no. I've got, um, You're supposed to say, yeah, of course I have. I've got it's an e-book of it. It's indispensable. No, I've got I've an got e-book. I've got an e-book of it. It's what do you Kindle. mean? Why have you got an e-book of it? Did you buy it? I think it was on free for a... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's even a mate now. He's a mate. Yeah, yeah. He knows you. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's tight. I'll get, him that. to, I'll get him to sign my Kindle. I don't believe that. You know, I've got copies of that book here. And you've not even... You know, you well, could have got that. I'll get him to sign it for you. I didn't know that, <laughs> you see. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, the thing is, TV Cream bastard. Toys. TV <laughs> Cream Toys. When he was researching it, he bought all this stuff memorabilia when i went around down his house when he'd finished with it all he was getting rid of it as quick as he could and you were allowed to stay at his house but you had to take a board game or toy home with you because he was just desperate to get rid of like 300 different board games toys whatever so we took the electronic detective back with us um, oh, it's yeah. in the it's in the in the media room in the in the office, yeah. Mm. And it's uh, and that's a crazy game. But he had loads of stuff. But the one thing that what was left, he went right. I'll get put the rest of it all on eBay now and just get rid of it because it did the, the, the it's taking up too much room in the house. And eBay pulled his uh, Escape from Colditz game because mm. it had the Nazi logo on it, right? So. They did that, and he had a bit, he did his usual social media thing and went all the do- all the funds of this going to charity out day blah blah blah, and they did. He's one of the few people I know that he gets annoyed. He goes on social media, and ten minutes later, whatever it is, it's been reversed because yeah. he shamed whoever it is that much because he's a wizard on social media. But before anyone I knew was on Twitter, I went down London and I went where where shall we go? And uh, next minute. This guy just turns up out of nowhere that, that he's just sent a message to on Twitter and some guy who's in the area went, oh, yeah, and then walked us to wherever we were, we were going. Literally, the guy's like Crazy. Yoda of Twitter. And, yeah, he gets that pulled, but Tariq can buy Dad or Fix-It T-shirts. Yeah. What's it? I mean, I mean, come on. At least with the other, there's in a historical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know they got up to really horrible things but my god there was at least the historical aspect of it like you know and 
that you can't buy Escape from Colditz, but you can buy Dad will fix it. Yeah. Wowzers. See, I know they've got a ban on, on buying Nazi paraphernalia. Well, yeah, I get that totally. Um, within, but but when it just pops up on something like like as I say, Escape from Cold, it's it's again it, very much like Haunted House. Get out of this it's, creepy it's castle. It's literally just a, a and, turn-based game, in it. And at the end of the day, here, here it is. Here's where I draw the line. For example, they're the big, they're the best bad guys in cinema, the Nazis. You know, that, oh, yeah. that's the thing that everybody goes on about now. You, uh, you, yeah, it's absolutely the case. Yeah. So if you've got, um, there's a big difference between owning. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah, mm. are owning a a a Nazi uniform, yeah, authentic Nazi uniform that was worn in Auschwitz, which people do buy, believe it or not, yeah, and and that's what I'm getting at. And eBay need to know the difference, yeah. Don't buy a load of Nazi war medals or a a, a used tin of Cyclone B, you know, of course not. But Escape from Cold, it's man alive. And and then, but dad, dad will fix it. It's fine. Dad will. You fix know, Lemmy it's okay. was a big Nazi uh, collector. Really? He like he collected a lot of the uh, paraphernalia. Did he? I mm. suppose they they were the best dressed evil people going, weren't they? I mean, their their uniform. They had uh, you know they had top designers do oh, the yeah. officers' uniforms. Yeah, that's and, and the swastika isn't their logo. It's a Buddhist symbol. Yeah, yeah. They just misappropriate. Yeah, well, it's like anything. You get dickheads; they'll misappropriate anything. Like if the, it goes like the along. British flag and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's sometimes like when you go to America, they they're shocked that you are sometimes ashamed of having the British flag. They they mm. f- think you'll turn up in a Union Jack suit, you know. Yeah. Um, and and they'd be all right with that. But here, yeah, you see a Union Jack sometimes, and, and you think and it's, it's a meathead. It's a bit like they're in an oi band or something, isn't it? You know. Oh God, you're going back now, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, that, well, that was what it was like. People don't get it; they forget, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. So where where were we up to? Where did what's it? So what's t- is Tariq's? It's actually arrived. It was real. It's arrived because I, I wasn't sure if it was a joke when I saw it. Dad will fix it. I think. I mean, he's not actually said he's bought that. He said he's bought some merch. I think he should be posting pictures to us. Right. Here's the thing that, to end this. I after I saw that, I went. Surely there can't be much Jim will fix it stuff on eBay. And then I went on it, Jim will fix it. And yeah, clearly they, they do not have the same policy they have on Nazi stuff because it's all on there. And then I started looking at the annuals. And whereas in Fab, I'm always buying annuals because mm. I put them in the display cabinets at Fab Cafe and stuff and all these other things. There's always a use for them. And you can, and you'd be surprised. You probably think, oh, tomorrow people annual from 1974. Oh, it must be worth a lot of money now. They're not. For some reason, all these annuals are not worth that much more. I mean, they were probably a quid then, and they're probably worth about three quid now. You it, know, it and, depends on the condition. Yeah, right? I know. And they, but but you take my point that annuals are not really that expensive, right? Jim will fix it. Annuals are twenty five quid a pop. Yeah. Man. The everything from Jim will fix it is gone through the roof. If you actually wanted to make money, um, if you'd have just bought an actual pile of Jim will fix it memorabilia. And, and sat on it until all of it came out and what's you know if you'd have bought that at the time if you'd have bought all this at the time that our friend Shane Ritchie was doing his uh, uh, his uh, little Reboot. opus to uh, <laughs> Jim will fix it yeah uh, yeah you'd be sat on uh, uh, 25 uh, something like 250% increase on, yep. on it you get you can't get this sort of return in any bank that, that people are getting on Jim will fix it annuals well Tariq's just uh, been back on to us 
on Twitter. He says mm. he's, he's still got his Escape from Code. It's board game. Keep hold of it, young man. Keep hold of it, Tariq. They won't let you get rid of that. Yeah. We'll have to sell it on the black market. And he's also got the Dad's Army board game as well. Yeah. Two. Oh, these things. I'll tell you what I had, and it's awesome, and no one's ever... I've never seen it since. The On the Buses board game. I've seen the, right? the, I've seen the box. And I've it never, had little yeah. buses. Yeah. That you, and you went round and you would pick people up at stops and they'd go in the little bus and it'd be... Oh, it's, it's a lot better than I'm saying. And the other great board game... There was no birds in it, though, was there? That I remember the the um, description of it, including getting home for a for a quick bit one. of fun, which even at that age I knew what it was getting at. And um, <laughs> the, that game and another board game that I got, amazing one. If it ever, if anyone's ever seen this, Bermuda Triangle. Your course is set to faraway ports, accessible only across the forbidding lime green waters of the Bermuda Triangle and its sinister, unforgiving mystery cloud. Even the ports along the way are not safe. Can you beat the unknown? Can you save at least some of your fleet? Can you make it home with your cargo? This is the Bermuda Triangle from MB Games. For some, just a game. For others. It had a big cloud, mysterious cloud, that would randomly move around the board and rotate. And your ships, they had little magnets on top. And if, if it unfortunately went across your part of the shipping lane, it was it rotated, it would take, pick, clip up your little ship. So it had gone. And it was genuinely quite, you know, yes. exciting. State of the art at the yeah, time. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Tariqa also says... I think my friend was cheating. I yeah. caught him when I went to the toilet. I came back. <laughs> And he had he'd moved that cloud, and I know he'd moved that cloud. He'll never admit it, but he did. Well, well, it'd be his deathbed confession. Yeah, my mate, that that's Brian. That yeah, he did that. He moved the cloud. I'll get him drunk. Believe me. No. Anyway, so <laughs> shall we move on? Uh, now is there something but, but else? Tariq's just said uh, the Savile merchandise will make an appearance at the film festival. Oh my! Make no God. mistake about oh, it. I think dear. that's a good enough reason to buy your tickets as it is. Oh bloody hell! Watch us get raided. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, well, well, let's fit in a quick plug. Um, we've, tickets are now the early, early, whirly, scurly, whirly... The scurvy whatever, birds. Bird, ...bird tickets that you talk about. Um, I don't know why you call them that. I didn't Just call, call, call them, them preview tickets or something. Yeah. But they're, uh, they've, they've the finished. Tickets. And now we are on... St- still, when they're finished, the tickets are going to be something like 100 quid and then accommodation on top. But you'll still, no matter how... If you miss out on any of the offers, it'll still be no more than a couple of hundred quid to spend a entire weekend bank holiday with us in Manchester with the, accommodation. Uh, the normal early birds that are on now are 75. Mm. So, Correct. So you're still saving, saving a ton on them. And then you can add a accommodation on top or, and you're laughing. Yep. It's a nice weekend away. having a giggle. And we'll try to entertain you as much as possible. And we've got lots of great stuff on. Indeed. Uh, we've got uh, submissions open on Film Freeway. If anybody knows any filmmakers who've got any uh, short films yeah. or feature films in genre. Yeah, just put the films in. Put uh, them in. Because submit them to us and you can win an award. Yeah, and we are going to... Uh, we are going to go through them meticulously and we will bring you the best of these. And the the winners will be brilliant. They yep. will be. Because They'll all be shown during the weekend. We Hopefully being, people will turn yeah. up from the films as well yeah. um, and I represent. Was, I was gobsmacked at how many uh, had, had already submitted within 24 hours yeah. of this going, uh, it was on, a flurry. going live. It was massive. And I'm still... 
behind on watching them all. Absolutely, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this weekend I'm going to get a lot of viewing in. And and they're very variable. They're all over the place. And, and you're going to get to see a lot of these at the festival. It's going to yeah. be great. So yeah. there you go. And so, we've got all the other stuff as well. That's, indeed. Just go to the website, starburstfilmfest.co.uk. Yeah. Got tons of guests already announced. Indeed. Shall we do a few emails and then have a quick a quick break? Yep. Yep. Chris says, I saw The Humanoid at the cinema too, but I can't remember it being a double bill. It was years ago now, of course. I saw a lot of similar films about that t- uh, around that time, like The Shape of Things to Come. Wow, The Shape of Things to Come was literally only ever covered in, in Starburst. Mm. And I saw it in Starburst as a child, and I went to see it. That's the thing where we saw all this stuff in this magazine yeah. as kids, didn't we, Martin? Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up going seeing them, and now we're like we're getting other kids probably the age we were to go and see other new stuff it's really quite odd how life turns out isn't it uh you saw hawk the slayer oh yeah saturn three they're always doubled up yeah this was the thing uh favorite double bill i was way too young for this was the savage bees and the incredible melting man happy oh, days yeah, yeah. no i saw them i saw that even though i was too young anyone who listens to this show for a long time will know i had a mate who had a deeply deeply irresponsible mother that worked at the classic cinema in Stockport and she let us in the fire escape to watch these things and she didn't give her monkeys and me and him at a days were like bloody ten or something we're in a cinema on our own in the afternoon watching Alien mm. it was absolutely terrifying now but um, yeah Savage Bees Bees there was another one The Swarm it was out about the same time. Just after that, was about 78. Yeah. Um, First time I cracked a genuinely spontaneous gag was outside the um, the ABC, which is later the Ritz Cinema in Stockport. Me and my mate Brian queuing up for, for it, and he was dicking about something chronic. He was getting on my nerves, and I went, oh, just buzz off. Boom, boom. And that was the first gag that I remember cracking that Excellent. One. Yeah, so, and it's film-related, so there you go. Uh, Colin says, I don't you two agree with me. In thinking Game of Thrones has got its oomph back and getting back to TV classic, yes. I'm, I haven't seen this week yet, so don't I'm spoil gonna it. Say, I'm going to say that you can tell that somebody who uh, who has been restrained, shall we say, until now, where the the writers and the, the, the showrunners of this have been having to do certain things because of the books, yeah? Mm. And you can tell that they've been... Let Unleashed. That feels more like television, doesn't it? It yeah, feels yeah. more like like before. It's, it's okay, not as much padding. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel. It feels like anything could happen right now, and mm-hmm. all the plot lines that we've all been getting frustrated about, like where's this going? Where's that going? What's this? You know, and the many faced God, my word! As how can I go from watching a TV show where one minute I'm gripped at the machinations of Dinklage and all the rest of them, and then next minute. <laughs> That sounds a bit. Uh, oh, you know what I mean. He's good at all that, isn't he? he is. And as, as he I says, I believe he's got uh, what good a class- machinations. Yeah, what a classic quote. The uh, this is what I do. I I drink and know things. Brilliant. That's usually and, our motto. Yeah, and the the thing is, it it's gone. It's it's heading somewhere. It feels like it's going somewhere. At last, it feels like after five years, some of the stuff we wanted. But I will say, it's got the whole lack of uh, comeuppance about it that I find odd and people that deserve a comeuppance maybe it's genius and I'm just too slow to appreciate that they don't get it from the person they're supposed to you were hoping that like Joffrey would get it from 
from somebody in the one of the Starks. You'd hope yeah. he was still alive now, and maybe even in the final episode, he'd get one of the the girls that kill him, Sansa yeah. or Arya, whatever. Um, and he just gets everybody seems to get the comeuppance from somebody else, like the Bolton thing, where the his adopted son, you know, that evil little shit. He, yeah. He's the one who killed him. Whereas you'd hope that somebody related to the Starks had killed him. And nobody seems to get the revenge for something that they ought to. The ones that they they really want the yeah. revenge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's that that's it. But no, it feels this has been more satisfying for me than it's been up until this point. The last time I was this happy with it was probably at the beginning, you know, well, where that, I felt it was going to head off somewhere. Season three or four, yeah. Yeah, this is really back on track. I'm, I've enjoyed all of this, mm. actually. And I, the last episode, you haven't seen it yet, Martin, you're yep. in for a treat. It's great. It's got, a, it's, got some, it's got some punch the air moments in it. Oh, excellent. Um, but, you know, again, there's some other comeuppances that don't happen to the right people from the right people again yeah. it, it does throw that out there so there you go it makes it unpredictable that's mm. good though yeah and Kazi saying you live in near marple bridge no that's around the corner from me that that's not far away that at all it's it's a nice actually marple it's good uh, do, do, do you go up werner flow everybody went up werner flow martin it sounds uh sounds painful it's like it's like uh, when you see these things in LA where all the kids are going um, and they're driving up and onto a hill looking over somewhere and getting a little bit randy. Uh, That's a word, isn't is it? it? Is randy. It, is That's it, is a, it a make out word. point? Yes, indeed. No, it's good. Werner Flow's a good place. And um, Paul Mount's saying, Hello, watched the. Hello, I, sir. I was hearing me giving him like this weird voice then. Yeah. That he's not got at all. Watch the original Independence Day on Blu-ray other weeks. Still great fun. Not sure the se- what the sequel's going to add, apart from more CGI. Interesting to hear what you think of Preacher. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Love the first episode. I haven't had the chance to catch up with two and three. What about the new series of Wayward Pines? Three episodes in, and whilst it's okay, it just seems absolutely unnecessary, like a pointless PS to a well-written letter. Matt Lucas back as a regular in oh, Doctor Who. I knew you that was going to be an issue. that one works out. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Um, and Dean Frey saying, I bought your mag and it's not bad at all. Well, thank However, you. you'll never be as big as Empire while you use language like you do, which is at time disgusting, and you always say, think or thank you, bizarre. Yeah, I'm from Manchester, so if you're that big a dick that you actually just want to send an email that actually well, can't, um, has a go at somebody because they've got a regional accent, then I, I don't really want to be but, as big as Empire so that dickheads do not, like you don't, aren't reading it. We don't write in an accent though. yeah I know I know this is it bizarre how an intelligent person cannot use the English language to a basic level no Dean what it is you're a dick oh come and on what, no he is he's a dick um, because to actually say that just shows your uh, thing what if I've got a lisp by the way what if I've got a speech impediment is that okay that you just email that in you complete and utter knob please don't listen to us again what a dick you are there you go oh well that was the that end went of that well. one. Yeah. Sorry, Dean, but you're a dick. Keep buying the Mac. Yeah. Shall we go for a break now? He's really pissed me off. Starburst Radio, brought to you by the editors of the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Survivors, Series 3. 
This is London calling. Almost a year since millions of people died and everything ended. I don't know how many survived here in Britain. Maybe thousands, maybe hundreds. So I want to know what happened to the rest of the world. Truth is, I've done terrible things to stay alive. Hello, I'm Maddie Price. Abby Grant. This is Daniel Connor. Pleased to meet you. I'll let you know if the feeling's mutual. The name's Jimmy Garland. You've got some friends of mine that I'd like back. I know some people think I'm mad to keep looking for Peter. But you know what? I'm not just trying to save him. I'm trying to save me. Because I'm scared that if I believe Peter is dead, I'd want to die too. Some of the people left behind, they're so filled up with anger, grief, it overwhelms them. They keep it all inside. They should let bad feelings out. Big Finish. We love stories. You are listening to Starburst Radio. Winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Award 2015. Unlike Empire Magazine. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to, to Fab Radio International. And this is Starburst Magazine Radio Show. That was well Starburst brought back. Radio. Pulled it back really well. No yeah. one noticed. No, I know they didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, I've obviously got a really low IQ, so I've got to make it as best I can. I've actually calmed down now. But and and one, we're going to speak very properly yeah. now. Yeah, one one thing I will say, and I've just done that thing again where I do that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm not great with, you know, with the, I don't do the think as in like I'm, I'm thick. I actually yeah. do have a, a minor little bit of a lisp when it comes to the TH. I've always been but you know what? pretty it bad matter, at it, it, but I don't need some prick who's never done anything with his life coming on this show, sending an abusive email like that. So, yeah, if I was supposed to be uh, thick-skinned and rise above it, no, it's not like that. I am pretty thick-skinned. Believe me, you have to be. I was a barrister. You've got to be. And you've, you've got to put up with a lot of crap. But when someone actually takes the time to fire off something like that, uh, that's annoying. And, and the one pet hate that I've always had, always had it, and and it always bites people on the ass, to be honest, and that is that people always think that the closer you've got to an Oxford, Etonian, BBC way of speaking means you're more intelligent. And can I say, I have met people that it's speak so it. posh that haven't got a clue they can't even get in the house at night and find the, the keys, you know, um, and that's well, it, all, it's that's the, all it's there the, is. the classic upper-class yeah. Twitter of the year, yeah. the, uh, the yeah. Monty Python thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's one that Dean Fry was born in Manchester. I don't say a thing, I admit it. Look at yourself. No, Dean, I don't need to look at myself because you're the saddo. You're the fucking saddo sat at home listening to this. What the fuck have you done with your life? Probably fuck all. So I don't need to. I don't need to have a look at myself. I don't need to. Ah, uh, let's move on. Anyway, no, he's just a dick. He's, uh, he's emailing in now. What, what sort of a knob is this? This guy, this clown, this chucklehead who was born in Manchester. I don't say think I'll think, no, well, what if I've got a lisp? Does that make you better than me? I don't think it does, mate. So there. Anyway, just go away. 
Don't you don't just stop listening? Why are you listening to a show that irritates you so much, prick? Right. And on that note. On that note, yeah. What are we doing now then? Do you want to do your preacher thing? Yeah, you, preacher. You can convert me because I've not seen it right. yet. Right, comic book preacher. Yeah, I think it's uh, actually a pretty seminal graphic novel. It it dates back way, way, way back now in the dawns of time of the the nineties. You know, some oh, people, back I way know, back that way far. Back. Yeah, it's um, it's a classic of its time. It's it's the weirdest, most offensive graphic novel that you can that you can lay your hands on it's absolutely unbelievably offensive it's rude it's the language is worse than mine uh which is saying something well it and is. uh yeah I, boy am i going to have to go back to the youtube hypnotherapist after this this episode <laughs> and uh, what what i've got is uh, to say about preacher is it was groundbreaking because it was weird. It was beyond weird. It was t- weird to the point that you were you were never sure what was going to happen next. You started watching it, and basically, it's about a uh, yeah. God's gone on a vacation. He's gone. No one knows where he is. And this uh, angel, this this like um, I can't remember his name now. Azriel, I think, comes mm. down looking for a host, finds the preacher. And then the preacher is still himself, and he's a, a bad guy. He used to be a preacher, but fallen into some bad habits. He's a kick-ass, hard-ass, you know. And then he gets uh, possessed by this creature. And that's that's it. And he finds out that he's got a power, that whatever he commands, tapping into the power, makes the guy or girl or whoever do it. So if he if he tells someone to go and, you know, fornicate themselves, next minute they're cracking every bone in the body as they're trying to get the head down into weird positions to do that. If you tell someone, go and shoot yourself in the head, they will go and shoot themselves in the head. A bit like and the Jessica Jones villain. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But before that, before mm. that, it was written. And so, yeah, it's very entertaining. The cast of characters is Tulip, is his, um slightly more naive in the comic book than is in the TV show. A girlfriend who's lost track with him then finds him at the beginning of the first issue. Um, Cassidy is this sort of British punk, but he's actually a vampire that's been around for hundreds of years and can't die. Be like and, Spike. Yeah, very much. Yeah, and but this was written before all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been around a long time. Everybody said, "How can you do this?" You know, "How can you do this?" I remember one scene where. He'll go and it, it deals with things like the deep south and people's ignorance. And then you go into a room and then you find a, like a guy there and he'll just say to him, right, where, where's your where's your effing neck? You know, because he's one of the with a load of chins and looking yeah, horrible, yeah. a bit inbred. And he, he dealt with a lot of touchy stuff. Now, the main character you will have heard of is uh, what well, I say main character. He's actually a bit character, but he's one that everybody goes on about arse face. Yeah, yeah. He's a young child that tried to commit suicide and then the the shot he survived, but it blew his mouth inwards, so he, he's got a face that looks like an arse, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it might seem like a, a poor gag, but that's no, it. It's, it you've, you had prune face in Dick Tracer. Yeah, 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 you did. Same but, thing. Yeah, it's, it's similar, but it's because it's it's brutal. It's but It was drawn by, and uh, it was in, Garth Ennis was involved in this, who obviously was the guy who... who reinvigorated the Punisher for a mm. modern generation so you've got that to rely on yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's all there is to it yeah um, and 
yeah, you don't nothing more to say about the comic book. It went on. It did. Uh, it. It sold really well. It ran for around about 70 issues. It had a few specials. Um, but one thing that it was big on, it was one of the ones that made the graphic novel the big thing rather than the comic book. It, yeah. the, the, suddenly the collections of these, people were buying volume one, volume yeah, two. Yeah, because they'd missed three. out on the beginning yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and then they go, right, well, I'll collect it. But people actually preferred it because they'd go on a shelf nicely. You know, 10 yeah. volumes of Preacher, you know, 12 volumes and you're not of Sandman. Just, and you're not just having 32 pages, yeah. you're having the yeah. full thing. And it's back in the day where where Sandman was, was big and yeah. all that. And, and this it was a different era of comics where suddenly the, start, the standard of writing in these comics was right up there with the best literature that's being produced at the time, as yeah. well as being a comic book. So you, if you got a graphic novel, you were getting an amazing novel with pictures, yeah. and people really took to that. That's why the graphic novel, some people miss out the comic book now, and they just do a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Some of the better ones of recent years, like um, Gonzo, which was uh, mm-hmm. based on, the, uh, on um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunt, yeah, that's the fella. Yeah. And he uh, and it was based on his story, and that was an amazing graphic novel, amazing. And I'd rather actually read that and have those images and everything else as well than, than some sometimes people do not book. collect comics. Yeah, I know, I get it. it. Graphic you know, novels made it um, a, 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 but you were able to be into comic books and still be a bit pretentious and and like it's, you know, it's put like it a hipster way of doing comics. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. Preacher Gone to Texas, that graphic novel, was a massive hit. Everybody loved it, and it was great. So, you know, this was always going to be an extremely difficult thing to bring to TV. It, everyone was talking about a Preacher film for years, but I said, we're in a, a round... There were two ongoing comic books that were big in graphic novel terms that I thought were absolutely designed for TV mm. rather than cinema. Preacher was one, and the other was Strangers in Paradise. And if anybody's and ever seen... And The Walking seen, Dead. And The Walking Dead, actually, mm. yes. Mm. Where if you did a movie for two hours, even if it was a long movie, two and a half hours, you'd be hard-pressed to get all that in. Yeah. It's difficult. So it, it, it benefited from it. Now, Preacher, um, I was a bit shocked. Dominic Keeper, one of my favourite actors, loved him as Tony Stark's dad yeah. um, Howard Stark Howard, yeah. in, in, in the Captain America movies and in in uh, uh, Agent Carter yeah. so you'd think I'd be dead chuffed when I heard it's him but he looks so dissimilar to the to the preacher character yet yeah, I've got to say after the first episode completely accepted him completely accepted the actor that's playing Cassidy Tulip was a bit of a stretch because the Tulip in this is much less of a victim and she's much more of a hard ass. So they've upgraded her character to be on a level toe to toe with the other guys. Which is good, I suppose. Which is, is yeah, good. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, some people in the comic books say, well, the dynamic was that she was the weaker one and that she was the morality of it. And the others were doing stuff, whereas yeah. she's pretty much got less morality than the other two in this. So it's a different approach. It's good to have a, a slightly different edge to it, though, isn't it? Yeah. So. I mean, what did you think? You've heard about Preacher. You've not yeah, seen yeah. It. What, I've what not seen it yet. What did you think it was going to be like? What was it going to be about? Um, I don't know. It's, it's one of the ones that I've, I didn't read the comic, and I've not seen this series yet, So, but I was aware of it. It was always on the radar. It was always uh, one of them ones that's that's highly revered. Yeah. 
and I, I just didn't know what to expect. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward, after, especially after hearing how well they've done it. Looking forward to seeing the series. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah. even make me go and get a few of these graphic novels that you speak about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got to say, if you, the, the, me and Chris were discussing it in one of the first episodes of this show when mm. it came out, and we were talking then. This shows how long this has been bubbling to get it on the screen. Five years, something like that. And then, um, yeah, then uh, all of a sudden, we like we were talking about it, and then I went, yeah, I mean. We were talking about our space and about all these different aspects, and I went, "Can you imagine what it's like if you were, you know, you just tuned into this?" And then Chris went, "Yeah, it'd be gibberish, wouldn't it?" And it is kind of like that. You either know what preacher is or you don't. It's gibberish in an accent. But I've got yes, indeed, absolutely. <coughs> but you've got to understand that you some things in life, the the most impressive stuff and the most dramatic stuff, sometimes are very marmite. And it, I know people that would read this and go, oh, God, what is this? This is bonkers. I'm not, I'm not interested. It, and it, it's offensive. It's rude. It's got. It, it's sexually rude. It, the language is terrible. The, the behaviour is awful. The gore is terrible. But there's something about Preacher, and there always was about uh, that even if, no matter how intellectual you were, you could start reading it, and it sort of dragged you along on this story that was so shockingly offensive that you wanted to know what was going to happen next well, you see you've sold me just on that so. yeah and it is now here's the thing Paul Mount loves it not everybody loves it and and people are upset with it I don't know uh, it's it's very very difficult to to make an, a, a, an overall opinion on what, how it's going down I don't know how it's going down at all it's 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 difficult Keith earlier was not happy with it. Mountie loves it. Yeah. I really like it. It's good to have divisive. Oh, I like it. Divisive seed series. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I, I actually like it so far. But it's difficult what they're doing. What they are doing with it could go wrong at any moment if they don't keep on top of it. And you'll know when you see it what I'm saying. It needs to develop some sort of over, I hope they've got a very long-term plan with this because the um, they seem to be fixating on this location a lot longer than than it did in the comics. They were often on the road. It's effectively a, um, a comic book biblical road movie, yeah. yeah, with bad behavior and terrible language, yeah, and a lot of sex. I'm on board with that. A lot of perversion, and oh, that's well, it. Yeah. Now I I am all right with it and I've enjoyed it, and and I'll say. The beginning 30 seconds of the first episode blew me away. And when you see it, Martin... Well, you I've got to look forward to that. You will, yeah. you will... I know you will love the first 30 seconds. That sounds like a weak endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you'll love that. The beginning is amazing. And they do... The visual style of it's amazing. They're also incorporating all of the miniseries in tandem. Instead yeah. of them coming long, a bit chronological, the sort of doing a very big vista with this where they, they are obviously trying to do about five years a yeah, five the, year plan a lot of a lot of things feels do that, like you it. know that lot of the uh, five years a lot of the um marvel films have incorporated mm. a lot of different yeah. elements into their yeah. stories to sort of like, i agree you know and that's that that's it so that's my 
uh, my uh, things on that. Um, yeah, the Liam's uh, give me some good advice that I'm going to heed, and what, Liam it, knows what I've said, so that that's it. Is it shut the fuck up? No, no, it's <laughs> not. Actually. No, it's not. He's being nice, and he's done, and Liam's right, and I'm wrong, and uh, I will listen to Liam. Listen yeah. to Liam. I'm going to get a t-shirt with yeah. it. Yeah, forget the uh, Jim will fix it once. Yeah, we'll listen just get to listen to Liam because uh, he's the first person talking sense there. Right? Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yes, Uncle Mel. Years ago, as uh, Mr. Andrew Pollard pointed out in the piece that he ran on this, and yes, we're going a little bit over time tonight. I'm sorry. The piece that that Andrew Pollard, our online editor, he was quite Polly. Yeah. He brought me back in time a few years to that Family Guy episode where they did the most outrageous sequel, sort of, if, if you see when you were yeah, watching it. Yeah, sequel, yeah. yeah. And it was, um, the, the, like, Family Guy always go right up to 11 with everything, don't yeah. they? And they? And they did, oh, yeah, the, the, the sequel, the, the Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ 2, and it was just that ridiculous, yeah? Crucify this, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... Um, and then I was out and I came back in and I went online and, and I just saw popped up on, on our website Mal Gibson looking to do a sequel to 2004's The Passion of the Christ and I went straight away for some reason I sort of panicked and thought guys, it's April yeah, I yeah. did I literally and I know what time of year it is but you know when you lose it and you go oh that's funny yeah. that's <laughs> funny. Actually, that. Right. and then you go hang on a minute no we're in here we're in June now and then um, it's real there is a sequel to Passion of the Christ man what is going on yeah he's not got it um, he's not got it finalised yet yeah he won't get it finalised yeah this is uh... he won't get it finalised how can you do that that's like the, the that's like Titanic 2 well, they and it raise, floats back to the surface and tries the to com- this time they're going to complete the journey yeah. <laughs> you know and certainly there's a bit of gaffer tape with the two bits of it you know yeah, yeah, out- yeah. holding it together giant gaffer tape well, you know BFG gets hold of it and take you know gaffer tapes it together and helps it back hey, to port you know don't don't suggest it to Spielberg you'll do it I'm just saying I, I why how how what hey what well and Jim Cav- <sighs> what's his name how do you pronounce his name? Cavizial. Really? I don't know. Cavizial. Yeah. I think it's Cavizial. I'm, I'm horrendous with pronunciations because I've got, because I've got yeah. a terrible accent. Yeah, you no one will know what you click with. I think we're going to subtitle this podcast from now on. I think, I think yeah. So they, they know. I, oh, if, no. if, you, if you type 888 Martin, into your computer. I'm sure it's not all, you. I'm sure all the, it's All me. the subtitles will come up if you type Indeed. 888 into your computer. Oh, good God. Good God. Right. <laughs> That's the one for the oldies, that. Indeed. <laughs> See, we, we cater for everyone here at Starburst Radio. So what? that's that dealt with. I don't have an answer, and you've not given me one. Well, yeah. What is the story? I, of I, 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 of the I never, too? I never read the uh, the sequel to the Bible, so I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, is is not? Oh, what's it? Bloody Tom Hanks, da 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 da, da Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Is it going to be like that story, Mary Magdalene? You know. Um, hey. No, but they go and have a kid somewhere. Then, then he dies, and she goes to France and starts a church, the Church of Mary Magdalene. That would be interesting, but not Talk necessarily. Talk about a story, okay? 
Yeah. Brilliant, isn't it? And then we could go into a futuristic one where he actually comes again and... Comes again? <laughs> yeah. There's a pink flute. And we get we get Robin Asquith playing it. Oh, man and, alive. But, you know, it, he, he rises could again. Could you believe it if we did a version of Passion of the Christ, yeah, dumbed down with uh, Robin Asquith as the Messiah? You know what? He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper actor. He, he's he's worked with uh, Pasolini. I like the the proper that you threw in there. Well, no, he is. Yeah, I know. You just have to. Say, yeah, but but most people, you go, he's an actor. But you feel, yeah, that's. But I that's, think I think he's. Yeah, been you da- feel like you have to throw the proper in I when Robin's it, concerned. Yeah, don't because you? I have to protect the uh, the people that oh, I, man, I, I, I really love. You know. So. Oh, you really love. I love Robin him. Asquith. I love him. You're actually confessing that you <laughs> love Robin Asquith. I think he's brilliant. Oh, I really me. like him. We haven't made enough effort to get him to this film festival. You haven't, no, no, not me. <laughs> we, we're a collective. We're like, we're like the Borg. We we'll get him next lot. year. We we'll get yeah, him next year. Seriously, but oh well. Well, that's enough on Passion of the Christ two. I don't know what you guys are thinking. What do you think? We're guys? on about another ten minutes, and then and then we'll bugger off. But, um, but quick, email in quick and say yeah, yay or nay? Do you want? Passion do you the want Christ. the Bible too? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Isn't, I mean, it could be the most amazing movie ever because it actually purports to tell exactly what happened to a pit. But because, do you know the weird thing about this one, Passion of the Christ? Do you know that that was? Do you know the seismic level of cash that that made? Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, right. And you know the people that went to see it. Yeah, do you know the type of people? We're um, talking about. We're talking about Bible Belt America. There was a lot yeah. of that, yeah. But... Yeah, there was. Right, Bible Belt America. Right, so you're doing then a sequel. Now, bear in mind, your main base here is Bible Belt America, yeah? Mm. Surely they've got a problem with that. Well, there's... With the... it carrying on the story after the Bible finishes. This is the thing... The was... New Testament ends and, and Mel Gibson is going to provide you with the continuation. The thing I was going to—I was going to say before we get distracted with Mister Mister Asquith, you, you know, you get the resurrection. Yeah, he's back! Yay! Right, Mm-mm. crucify the bugger again, because that's what would happen if he came out today. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, because he would be a crap pot. Not in America, though. Oh, they would. Mm-mm, they would. You, you know what? They would. No, in law, if you get a lethal injection or any form of capital punishment permanency and then it's carried out and legally you are dead and then a matter of seconds later you pop back to life yeah they can't carry it out again ah no no that's not what I meant okay go on what I meant was if someone came back now yeah and they were the messiah they genuinely were they had the birth certificate and everything yeah yeah you would still crucify him because it would affect their profits. I'll be honest with you, he'd probably end up on the Jeremy Kyle show and then no, but he would, completely he, ignored. As a mental case. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, if you in any way say, I'm the Messiah, sorry I'm a bit late. You remember You remember the... Um, you're, go, you're going, yeah. you're a basket it's, case so, and you're what, going what to... Time? Room, oh, God, you know? yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. no way This, this, this gonna, brings it back yeah. to genre... We can have uh, yeah. the um, Russell Davis yeah. miniseries, the yeah. uh, the Second Coming. 
with yeah. uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. That did it perfectly. Yeah. No, it was great, that, wasn't it? Is that available on Blu-ray? It's on, available it, on DVD. Has everybody seen it? It, it? It's not been... I don't think it's been repeated since it was first No, up. it's not. It's it's a really, really downplayed piece. And it, and it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's fun because yeah. he comes back as a City fan. Yeah. And, I know. And, and obviously, you know, with, the, know. Yeah. with the tensions in this oh, fair city. Man alive, tensions. With, oh, with, with you know, the... Yeah, the ones the that are all based in Trafford. Yeah, but the Stone Roses brings us all together apparently tonight. So yeah, we're if okay, we all want to we? be monkey men, we can yeah. be all right. Yeah, I got asked to ask about the new Battlestar Galactica. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which is summer. so. So here we go. Nineteen seventies, nineteen seventy nine. This came out, and it was an amazing TV show because of the. Well, the budget. It had the biggest It budget. looked great. It wasn't particularly yeah. a great TV no. show. No. Well, everything involving Glenn A. Larson, and, and this is the guy, you either know who he is or, he, or you don't. Mm. Glenn A. Larson, um, he would put a show on, spend a lot of money on the pilot, and he would. He'd spend, he'd blow his cookies on the pilot. He'd mm-hmm. spend all the money on it. And then... He'd keep regurgitating a lot of scenes from the pilot in all of the well, episodes coming up. Knight Rider would have the same scene of, of Kit uh, turbo-boosting over a building or whatever. Yeah, the uh, Battlestar Galactica would have the same fight sequence where they, they're they destroying a Cylon. That they, and I can even play it out for you where they, they look, they've got the hand on the... the yeah, the laser gun, and then uh, and then it strays slightly to the left, and they blow it up, and that was used about thirty times. But now, we had this amazing you know, thing with the Battlestar Galactica, where it was released as a cinematic film it was, in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, it was same as Butt Rogers. Edited, edited, but I've got to the say, the first two episodes of Butt Rogers and Battlestar Galactica were edited as correct as c- cinema films. Over, but there. the but the actual TV episodes. Saga of a Star World was the three-part introduction to Battlestar Galactica in the TV show. That was edited down from three episodes, so that's two and a half hours, yeah, Mm. down to one hour, 50 minutes, yeah. And they filmed the end where Baltar, the, the, you know, the traitor that ended up helping the Cylons kill all the humans, yeah. He was executed at the end of the film to make a nice, neat end, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the TV show, he got let off and then he was then given uh, a load of Cylons and then he's their bad guy for the next year where he chases them around and do, does stuff. And Battlestar Galactica ran for one year, yeah, 24 episodes, and then it's cancelled. And then it was brought back as Galactica 1980, which I thought was amazing at the time. Although when you watch it, it's terrible. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, they get to Earth. And then they arrive, and it's now. And then um, they're all helping bring us bring our technology up and so we can fight the Cylons. It was great. And then that got cancelled after eight, eight episodes. Yeah. The remake, by comparison managed to have four years of, of amazing episodes. It's a brilliant remake. It's one of the best ever made. And then, sadly, they thought, oh, right, we're going to just do this really political one based on Caprica at the beginning, 
and no one cared, no one bothered, no one was interested. Yeah. And then it went on from there where they did, um, and, and I did really enjoy, um, was it Chrome and Steel or Chrome and Blood or Blood Cro- and Chrome or yeah, whatever Chrome the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. It shows how, how amazing it was that I can't remember the title of this thing. Yeah, no one speaks of it. No, but it was really good. It was a younger Dharma going after him, a lot of fighting, a lot of stuff. It was really good. But do we need a new one? No. That's the answer. No. Yeah, I think the remake really, really kicked That was the full stop. I think the the reboot is an amazing version of that story. It did it right. It changed it. It it brought it up to date. It brought it to a a new audience and made sense. Yeah. What the original show had that blew me away, correct me if I'm wrong, Martin, but the you were used to very dumbed-down stuff. And mm. and on face value, it looked like Battlestar Galactica, oh, it's another one of these, you know, black hats and white hats fighting in outer space, yeah. cowboys and Indians in course, outer yeah. space, yeah. The actual show, the fact they got 13 colonies, the colonies were all based on our star signs, yeah? Yeah. There were colonies from Earth. And, and way, way long time ago, our forefathers went out there into the universe and spread. Yeah, and, there was and, a mythology in there, yeah. 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 yeah, it was a great mythology, and I understand why people wanted to bring it back, but it has been brought back very successfully. Yeah, you, you, you've you won. Yeah. That's, you know... And it is difficult to make a movie. Why do that again? Yeah, I know, so... You know, again, it's that sort of thing, you know, just... Do you, give us something new. Yeah, no, it's uh, that is it. I was going to do um, DC Rebirth, but I think we'll do that. We'll next do that next week. week. Yeah, um, this weekend. I say we're we're running out of time now, but we are about to bugger off um, to London at the weekend. Uh, I am um, sadly, it's it's not um, obviously a foregone conclusion in any way but we got through the first round of the somehow award. with our accents we managed to get we through. we did manage somehow with our regional whatever and and yes uh or my speech impediment or whatever it is i managed to limp on to the uh second stage and then we got through the final stage we're in the final for uk podcast of the year not tv movie it's the UK bigger. it's the big one so even to get through to the we're, final we're, we're honoured and we thank everybody who's voted along the way yes as I was saying it, it even to get here it's amazing to get to the black tie event in London and be representing you guys and hopefully everything you've all done to watch the show uh, to watch it I say listen they can, to they the can watch if they want Indeed, it's, it's nothing boring. to watch. <laughs> it's amazing that we got through, and it is. It's incredible. So I I am just so, so very we're grateful. We're actually. We're, yeah. we're very humble. So I'll go down there. I am going to record the the event when it's going on. It's going to bootleg it. Yeah. What do you mean bootleg it? You can't bootleg it. They're allowing <laughs> me to record it. My God, Martin, they're giving me a little plug to put my audio equipment in. Well, that's all right. You know, then. yeah, yeah. You yeah, get that's the sound board like, of it. And that's like, that's, oh, dear. So, yeah, we're going to do it. We'll see what happens on Saturday, and I will let you all know. I will... You will be- hear it on Twitter and Facebook yeah. if we get anywhere near the Correct. I will result. also do a little short 
podcast to go out that you know you lot can all listen to and and all the rest of it and in between then just to end the show we have got a massive decision to make and normally we don't get involved in politics or anything else (coughs) and if it's nothing to do with food we don't usually do it yeah yeah that's that's it yeah so that's it i i just feel that uh next week is a massive a really really massive decision to be made with the uk now i do another show called the mancunian candidates which is all about going to america and meeting people there you know having a discourse where we tell the people in america what we think of their politics and what you know what goes on here and I'm going to say tomorrow, yeah, there will be a big segment on the problem that happened at the weekend, the the massacre, the worst the, one in the UK. Another. Yeah, yet another. And I've gone on about it on that show massively. Uh, I've just said I don't understand why that is OK. Now, what we will do, yeah, over the next week, we've got to decide whether we are part of Europe. And I've got to say that during the my childhood growing up it was it was made really simple for me because my granddad he was he was kind of a, i might have told this story on here or not i don't know but uh, forgive me if i'm i'm going over old ground but my i was raised by my grandparents because sadly my dad um, was killed when he was younger and my mum wasn't really that well so i was raised by grandparents gives you slightly older values and while I was growing up, there were a lot of French people kept turning up at the house all the time. And then when I'm at eight or nine, I just said to my grandma, you know, what, what, what is it with all these, these French people always in the house? And it turned out that my dad, my granddad, and that's a Freudian slip, my dad, because he, he really was my dad, you know. And he, um, he was on his way to Dunkirk when the Nazis pushed across. <coughs> And he had to get to the he had to get to the beach so that they were rescued and they passed a school. And when they passed this school, there were a lot of kids there, teachers and stuff, and they didn't know what had happened. All of this collapsed. What you've got to understand, when the Nazis took France, it happened within hours. Mm. This was not social media, this was not you know, this was an era where communication was not instantaneous and then he was on his way to be picked up, rescued, because the, the army was being slaughtered. The Nazis were going to take France. And then uh, they him and his mates, he was a cook, literally a cook. And this was the bit that always got me, because he had medals, loads of medals and stuff. And and then all of a sudden, like I say, I asked her one day, and she told me this story, and he, he was on his way back. And they passed a school, and then they turned round, and drove back into there and then loaded everybody up onto the truck that they were in yeah and apparently the thing could hardly move at that point but they managed to limp and get to the transport and then he took them all home and then it turned out all the people that were coming um were all the children and the um and the people that had grown up the kids that were in the school and the older people were the teachers and they came to visit him every single year now we've never had a war like that and I hope we never will. I don't think we ever will uh, at this stage. But you can't tell me that having the European Union in place, where we are at least swapping ideas, 
has not been part of that. And next week we've all got to vote whether we are going to continue with that or we're going to climb back into a, a hole and, and be isolated. Now, when it comes to sovereignty, which everybody throws about, and having to pay for these immigrants and all that, these immigrants don't, they don't cost very much money. They don't. They really, really don't in the scheme of things. And if you're out of Europe, you'll be paying a massive tariff. Not that rich people will pay it. Poor people pay it on all the goods, all the working class goods that we all need to get by, middle class, working class. We're the guys who will pay because there'll be a massive tariff in and out added to our cost of living. Plus, what message are we sending when when you can't tell me that having the EU has not prevented another war? And as glamorous as the Nazis are in all these films that we all talk about, you can't tell me that, that allowing all of that to have meant so little, you know, that, that struggle to, to get Europe under a reasonable set of ideals and control. And, and over the years, you know, we don't always get on. But nothing like World War Two has even come close to happening again. And, and you look at the Middle East, you look at other areas that just can't get on. They don't have a union as strong, a bond as strong as, as Europe. And all the people that are asking you to go are also stupid. They're also so brainless and, and, and they can't even give you a proper reason other than they are coming here. That is the, the whole reason behind it. And I, I think that you've got a decision to make next week. And I'll just say to Martin, you know, how yeah. do you feel about being well, European? Well, the thing is... I, I, the, can you be Brit British and European? Well, we, we are human. And the empire is an offensive thing. The empire are the bad guys in Star Wars. Mm. And you can't have a British no. empire anymore. No. Because if you look back and see what the British empire did, it yeah. was very, very offensive. Yeah. Very wrong. And, you know... Yes, we can be all, you know, we want to be powerful. We want to be, you know, whatever yeah. you want to think you want to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we're, we're humans. Yeah. But, again, people should think about their wallets, think about their money. It's not about, you know, yeah. you, you're not going to get any more money for the NHS and things like that. That's going to get squirreled off somewhere else. Well, can I say sovereignty, which I've gone on about so mm. many times, sovereignty it's a fallacy. You you cannot have sovereignty anymore. Sovereignty, the right to decide your own future, your monetary policy, your yep. your workers' rights, everything else. Yeah, can I just put it as it is? I've said this twice on, on the Mancunian candidates, and it's gone down all right, actually, because it's kind of like, oh, that's a sobering point of view. And I don't think I'm in any way some, some massive political intellectual. No, just I just see it sense. as very simple. And, and the fact is that if tomorrow the US low, it raise its interest rates by 4%, all of a sudden banks all across America then go up by 4%. Everybody in Europe goes, wow, you earn loads more interest if you put your money into America. You think they're not going to eat, and, and can I say, in this day of digital transfer, they will mm. move their money immediately over there, immediately over there, and that's it. So, <laughs> so you can't just unilaterally do 
what you want. If America raises interest rates by 3%, we're going to match it. Otherwise, the money will flow out of the country. If we, if the people that are the high earners, the real, the, the really clever people running a lot of stuff that we need, there's certain talent in certain areas, if they find there are better workers' rights in Europe because we opted out on some, some uh, clause that meant we had to offer some benefit, it could be a crash, more money, more compensation for yeah. holidays, Sick whatever. Pay. Yeah, if you are a rock if you are an island on your own yeah and you go no i'm not going with them whatever yeah that's fine but the brightest and best will bugger off and they will we are not there is no such thing as sovereignty anymore it's gone it's an illusion and i've got to say a lot of people fought to get the europe that we've got and i'm not going to go on anymore now but i've said all i need to say and politics does not belong on starburst radio uh, but, it, it really but it's doesn't. important to say yeah. look at the people that are telling you these things oh my god if and, you you look and just at them. think about what you would think about these people normally yeah and and that and that is really the point and it re- it really is and think what are they what's in it for them that yeah. is basically what is in it yeah. for them yeah and that's it and and there's nothing more to say on that and you've got a lot of work to do next week Please vote, even if you completely disagree with us. Get involved, because... It's your voice. It's not a general election. You won't be rid of them in five years. This is forever. Yeah. I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and we will see you in Europe next week. That's how confident we are. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio, brought to you in association with Arrow Films.